Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. This week, we're going to talk about the PlayStation Plus freebie maquette and the demo for the Square Enix produced Outriders. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, and Alan K for their contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get to early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. Side quests today, we're going to talk about vault games, i.e. games that we are putting into a vault for future generations to be able to access and play, and possibly consoles as well. Um, so be sure to tune in for that. If you don't want to snag a Patreon subscription, we totally understand. Not everybody has expendable income at this particular point in time. So you can catch those side quest episodes on our off weeks. So not this week, but next week, the episode will post for you to listen to in our normal feed. And uh, you can also get access to horror movie yearbook side quests and any direct contact with us as hosts through our Discord Tiny server. Terrors. What's that? Tiny, tiny Terrors. Tiny yeah, they terrors call it Tiny Terrors. Yes. That's so good. It is good. That's better than side quests. It's scary. Uh, I don't. I don't, so. I don't want tiny terrors. I think, I think they're both aptly named for their purposes. For sure, absolutely. Uh, yeah. As always, we do appreciate feedback, which you can send to midwestgamers at gmail dot com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. You can uh, subscribe to our Twitch for like four ninety nine or whatever at the lowest tier, or use your free Prime subscription that you get from Amazon Prime on Twitch. And we get a little bit of money for that. That would be sweet. If not, it's cool. We get it. Just follow us anyways, at the very least. So you know when we do these cool live streams. That being said, um, what have we been playing? We've been playing a lot of stuff. Alex, you didn't get to play Civ with us last week, but we did play a massive Civ game with like 11 people. Real quick, before you get to that. Oh, yeah, bumpers. Yes. Uh, They went all the way back to the year of 2019 to talk about Alexander Aha's Crawl, a movie about alligators that are trying to eat people i feel like i've oh, never even heard of that movie but that's cool it's apparently quite good and it sounds interesting so i kind of want to check it out they also talked about the aliens fire team trailer which we'll talk about a little bit here as well and the borderlands movie which is just like what is even going on with that <laughs> but um and then they're also going to have a uh tiny terror about the um they're going to play a few rounds of Super Fight, which is where you get yeah. kind of a noun card or like a, a, a hero or a person card, and then you modify them with powers or circumstances of some point, and then you discuss the fight that they're having together to see who wins. So That's really That'll funny. be good. And then um, Midwest Film Nerds last week, two weeks ago, whenever it is, I don't know what time is anymore, we talked about uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. It was very good. Please check that out. And then WandaVision just finished up this week, so we're going to talk about that uh, later in this week. Go give those a listen when they are out. Um, And other than that, I think that's it for now. Sweet. So yes, you guys played Civ. I missed out on it, uh, which is okay, because I still play that game a lot like I play Catan, which is with no strategy at all, and I try to do everything. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh that's a pretty apt way to play. I personally tip I, I play like the the diplomatic route where I try to feed everyone the resources they need in order to watch them fight and while they're fighting I go for a science win. Oh nice. That's pretty good. That's typically gonna, how I go. See, Very non violent. I, 
I don't. I'm not if, here to fight. I'm here to watch other people fight. If I tried to do that, I would give them what they need to help them, and then just hope that they feel bad when they murder me later. Right. <laughs> but uh, it's but not yeah, a no, very it, good strategy for. It sure. was it was rad because it was uh, we had like 11 people I think playing, and I mean that's the biggest sim game I've ever played. Nine was it nine? It's still the biggest game. Or, were you yeah, just playing it was nine. Um, <laughs> what uh? How what's the what's the max player count? I think twelve. Game? Twelve. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But, yeah, it was it was pretty rad, and uh, I mean, it was fun to just play with a bunch of people. Even though, like, I don't know everybody personally that was playing, but it was still a lot of fun to like just have the conversation going, and like everybody's playing. And even a couple of the guys, I think, were playing Hearthstone on their second monitor at the same time because, like, the turn <laughs> yeah, the turn length can be pretty it. long. So that's um, pretty good. But yeah, it, it was it was cool. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it, definitely something I would like to do more of. It, it's it's a good Saturday night game if you're just chilling out. But it's also one of those games where, like, if it goes on for too long, like you, everyone reaches a point where they're just like, "Okay, I'm falling asleep. Like, we need to do something else." <laughs> Which Domino so, falls first, basically. right? Exactly. But yeah, you it, should. It, it was great. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, you could just play a game of Among Us and kill the person whose turn it is, and right? <laughs> let the keep going, and whoever's the next turn, they have to die. There you go. Just do that. Perfect. Do both at once. Use up all the bandwidth. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, beyond that, we did play a couple rounds of Rainbow before. That was fun. Felt like riding a bike. Brian made fun of me because I jumped in and was like. I don't know how good I'm going to do, and then I had more kills than him. So <laughs> you were MVP, I think. No, I was second place. Josh was MVP. Okay, M- MVP as but, usual. Yeah, no, it was, it's. I mean, Rainbow's still fun. That game's great. It'll, yeah, it'll never yeah. not be fun. I played Rainbow from like six thirty to about one thirty yesterday. So yeah. I'd say it's still fun. I I hopped in probably around what like ten ish. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> And we had a few rounds. Some of them went poorly. Others did not. Uh, there were some real good rounds with, like, super toxic people that we ended <laughs> up winning, which was really nice. Um, but, no, that game is, is great. And it's it's interesting. I know that they're going into year six, and they're going to have, um, I think, only four operators this year. So they're doing one per season, um, which, you know. I get that they're slowing down and they're kind of running out of ideas. And like every time they introduce somebody, it probably just destroys whatever balance they had with mm-hmm. the operators and stuff like that. But um, yeah, still real curious how this game coexists alongside Rainbow Six Quarantine or whatever it ends up being named when that comes out. Um, rumors are that that game's day one patch is live on PSN. Interesting. Um, so it could be out at any point in the future soon uh or they could delay it too who knows but um yeah, yeah watch no. next season they're just like it's here here you go yeah. yeah part of the season pass there you go but no i uh i like rainbow six i'm at the point now where i have so much renown built up i'm like can i stop buying the season pass but i don't know i kind of just like buying the season pass we'll see i haven't, the renown, I haven't bought a season pass in at least two or three seasons at this point i bought all of them I bought all of them. I bought all of them except for the last year. Yeah. Well, I just, I have, you guys play more than I do. I I would justify it if I were playing more, but yeah, that's fair. 
I don't think I don't think I play enough of it to justify it. Yeah. Especially considering that I only play two characters. I mean, if you take into One account how much you've played over the last year, I would say you've gotten your money's worth. No, I think I certainly have gotten my money's worth out of that game. I got my money's worth out of that game for ten years in the first two months that I played it, probably. But um, <laughs> no, it's it's very good. It's good right game. on. Indeed. Have, have you guys played anything else that we're not going to talk about? Uh, just a lot of Apex Legends. A lot. Really? Yeah. I feel like I'm seeing more posts pop up in my Reddit feed about Apex, so it's clearly gaining more traction. Yeah, it's had a bit of a... Like, it, it didn't really die off, but it's had a uh, resurgence in a way since this uh, most recent season, I guess. And they had they had an anniversary event that was pretty popular, too, because you'd, like, drop in with a really limited loadout instead of nothing, and it was actually kind of nice. Like, yeah, you wouldn't just die like immediately if you ran into people that yeah. had weapons before you. <laughs> Um, and there was a lot of cool cosmetic stuff to get They're They're really generous with for being a free to play game. I feel like they're really generous with their, uh, unlockable stuff, cosmetic and character wise, like to get a character unlocked, you do have to play quite a lot, but, um, I think it's fair because you can just outright buy them with money if you want to. Yeah. But it doesn't really give you, like, it doesn't give you an unfair advantage, similar to Rainbow Six. Like, you can get by with any character, really. It's interesting for me to see that, like, it feels like PUBG has kind of dropped off, but, like, Fortnite and Apex and probably Call of Duty are, like, the three Mm -hmm. mainstream contenders for that stuff right now, even though everybody's trying to make it happen. Um, You know, I think it's... For those that like the Battle Royale, I mean, I feel like the variety between those three is really good. So, I think uh, that's cool. Uh, Jaffinator in the chat saying, Apex Resurgence is due to COD hackers and bugs. So, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. It's interesting that they kind of feed off of each other as stuff like that happens. So, I um, mean, outside of Fortnite, I would say I enjoy Warzone, Apex, and PUBG for different reasons, honestly. They, they all can coexist, in my opinion. No, that's true, but I'm just thinking of, like, in terms of what I actually hear people playing and talking about as of late, I feel like PUBG has fallen off a great deal since it first came out. Oh, well, yeah, for well, sure. Brian, Fortnite you're also, continues. like, a semi-rational human being where you don't have allegiance to a single game like most other people do on the internet. Like, I... No, 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 no. Brian, you're an adult that has some amount of resources to purchase a video game, so you don't just have to play Fortnite because your parents won't buy you something else. Like that's that's is what that what it is. It is? Mm. I, I think it's mm. just the kids are dominating the Fortnite world because it's free and it and it's free, and then they can go buy V Bucks and get all their stupid costumes for like Thanos and whatever bullshit Daryl from The Walking Dead. God, I fucking hate that game. <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean you're because I, I made reference to this the other night when alex and i were playing outriders was that there are people on the internet that were losing their minds over the fact that like there's comparisons between outriders and destiny and they were and somebody on twitter was like you guys realize you can play more than one game right like <laughs> and i feel yeah. like that's very much the case because we do know people who only play one game or two games mm-hmm. like 
that exists. That is a thing. And I, I don't understand that. Like, I get bored, like, really fast. <laughs> it so. just seems like a poor investment, too, especially if you're a PC gamer, to drop $2,000 into a PC just to play one game that doesn't even use most of the yeah, well, but, but then you, that then you, you can't flop your dick on the countertop with the whole, I spent $4,000 <laughs> to play Destiny 2. Like, you can't I get, say that. I get two more frames out of my Destiny, yeah. out of Destiny, because I have a 3080, um... No, yeah. I mean, I shots think fired. I, <laughs> shots I mean, have been fired. To be really honest, hard. like people, yeah, that play Destiny a lot and have a thirty. Just Destiny. For example, Let's focus on the Destiny crowd. <laughs> <laughs> They've said they can see a huge difference in frame rate. I think that's bullshit. Like, it's, I don't notice any difference it's the placebo in that game. Effect. Well, with it's all their extra uh, expendable cash, they had robotic eyeballs installed, so they yeah. can oh, see. Yeah, they can see between the frames, man. Eyeballs Between with the NVIDIA frames. Reflex. They've got vision in. eyeballs. They, they've got some of those crazy... What What is he? A synthesoid? Synthesoid, yeah. Synthesoid eyeballs. No, I, I... Well, and I have to say, I think there are some people that I know that are at it from an economical standpoint, and they, they're not the people who purchase the 3080 because they can and things like that. And those people... Who play one game for a long time like i get it you know it's a value proposition i mean we just talked about playing shitload of rainbow six like there's a point in time where we just played rainbow six and it was fine but like i don't know you don't need to be like oh man i don't like outriders because i already played destiny like you haven't fucking played Outriders. plus they're nothing try. alike at all yeah no so i don't it, know it it's actually just, well yeah i mean we'll get into outriders i'm excited to talk about it and maquette stupid to be video game Video game tribalism, I think, is a thing that's existed since the days of fucking Sega does what Nintendo. It's, and it's probably worse now because previous... people can't go to bars and like chest bump and like hug dicks. It's, it's you know? worse now because fucking Joe Schmo, who's like, uh, Destiny's the only good video game, has a Twitter platform now. Like, but people can hear him when he says a thing instead of saying it in his basement to himself. I don't so. think anybody's saying that about Destiny right now, to be honest with you. It's got yeah. a pretty, it's got a pretty poor toxic community because of its Probably current condition not. but anyways but, enough about um, that what else I has played, anybody played brian did you play anything else you want to talk about nope okay i picked up um below on playstation 4 playing it on my playstation 5 the johnny depp movie no that's blow <laughs> is it on umd <laughs> i'm pretty sure blow is on umd probably but anyway come on that was a good job um it was a terrible joke. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But anyway, below the game from Cappy Games that uh, we had played at 2018's PAX East uh, and liked quite a bit, and then it came out later that year, and I bounced off of it extremely hard. Um, since then, they have introduced what they call an explore mode. So originally, the game is kind of like a survival-ish game, which I'm famous for saying I don't really enjoy. It's very much like a top-down kind of dungeon crawler. Your character is extremely small on the screen. The art is really cool and interesting. It's kind of pixely and tilt-shifty at the same time, which is nice. Um, and it looks really nice on an OLED TV because it's mostly black, and when the screen is basically turned off, it's kind of cool. Anyway, um, but it had those survival mechanics of like you need to eat and you need to be uh, you need to quench your thirst in order to be able to survive. The lower you go in these in these uh, 
and these caverns and then on top of that like the enemies that you face would take large chunks of your health out with one hit and it was tough so they basically made um explorer mode to remove those survival mechanics and also kind of make you a bit more resilient um most of the character most of the enemies do less damage and the damage they do is now bleeding damage so if you slap a band-aid on you can actually save the health that you're gonna lose but anyway it's it's nice. I'm I'm looking forward to playing more of it. I've only gone through a few levels basically, and uh, I I haven't died once, which is good because every time I died, I wanted to play the game less because I would lose the resources that I picked up on the floor that I died at, and it just was not fun <laughs> um, for me. But I'm enjoying it more in explorer mode, and I'm looking forward to playing some more of it. So, right on. But yeah. Welcome to the ad spot for role playing and role playing. Natural Play Dungeons and Dragons podcast based in the Midwest. We like to have a lot of fun, some laughs, and definitely a lot of character development too. So feel free to check us out on Spotify and anywhere podcasts are really available. Also, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at rroleplaying, which is spelled R-O-L-L. It's like a play on words. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of the show. Let's do it the old-fashioned way. You want to go to news next? Yeah, let's talk about news. And then we'll hop back around. All right, we're going to do some news. Um, Let's start with this article from videogameschronicle.com. John, you posted this. The Ghost of Tsushima, well, Ghosts of Tsushima devs to be made permanent ambassadors to the real island. Uh, the creative leads are going to be honored for spreading the name and history of Tsushima. I just um, think this is super cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, I don't know. I haven't, I didn't even look up a whole lot on like the accuracy of the game versus like the history of the actual island and things like that. But, um, yeah, this is the, 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 they, the game director, Nate Fox and creative director, Jason Connell will becomes uh, permanent tourism ambassadors of the city of Tsushima in Nagasaki, the island announced this week. Um, so that's really cool. I think that's awesome. Um, that, the work that they did in like portraying this place in Japan and kind of bringing some of its history to light, uh, is appreciated by those who, who live in that, that part of the world. So, um, I think that's awesome. And I would love to go visit Tsushima someday, but I would love to play the game and then go visit. Yeah. You should do that sometime. I need a PlayStation. Well, I know a guy. (laughs) I knew that was coming. <laughs> anyway. Next up, Polygon.com. Brian posted this one. Valve cancels Artifact 2.0, making existing versions free. You big Artifact fan, Brian? No, I just... Uh, I mean, <laughs> Valve doesn't make many games anymore. True. But really, what I thought this was interesting about this is... I feel like nobody even realized this was in development. I I think they like I think I remember that people were not super happy with the game when it first came out and they yeah. were going to do like a big rework. Um, so the fact that they're not going to do that anymore is a bummer for those who really wanted to love Artifact. But like we can call this what this was. It's just Valve trying to get in on the Hearthstone craze, right? And it didn't work. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It didn't grab and. That's a bummer for anybody who's a real big fan of Artifact out there, but I don't think that's too big of an audience. Um, I imagine this game also did a lot of weird things with, like, the Valve, uh, like, the Steam 
sales aspects of like were you able to sell cards or booster packs or something I think probably so. yeah which is weird and i don't it's like this weird nexus of like turning money into digital goods which is a whole nother can of worms that we could talk about some other time so i, I sold a piece of PUBG clothing for like 20 bucks once <laughs> i was awesome. able to buy a game with it it's pretty cool that's so ridiculous yeah but uh, I mean, I guess cool that certain games have economies like that, but that's just, yeah, no, <laughs> it's not the way that I want my, uh, it's like the real money auction house in Diablo three when that first, like you got to have some like really cool shit to get me to buy crap like that. Much like D one had the Michael Jackson dances that I'll never yeah. get back. Mm-hmm. I'll never yeah, see but those the weird, again. The weird thing was is that that was new. Like that, there was a thing that the game makers were selling to you. Like this is shit that's like somebody made a hat in Team Fortress and then put it up for sale or something. You know, like is it that, a cool hat? It yeah, could be, I mean, probably. there's some really cool hats. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, artifact. We hardly knew you. Yep. What's next? Um. Next up. Anthem Redesign canceled that Bioware. EA and Bioware are ending their work on Anthem next. This was reported by Bloomberg uh, a couple days ago, or, you know, a week and so ago, back in February. Um, Anthem next, or Anthem 2.0, is going to be the next um, update to the game and kind of their rework of how it worked. But unfortunately, they have decided to stop the development work on Anthem um partly due to COVID-19 and just kind of all the work from home stuff impacted their productivity apparently didn't get to a place where EA execs felt that it was worth continuing uh which is a bummer I think it I think it sucks I liked there was so much that I liked about Anthem in terms of like how much of an Iron Iron Man game it felt like and like the fact that it felt like more of an Iron Man game than the Avengers game that came out uh, last year, I think says something. Um, yeah, but- th- it's a bummer. Cause like we were saying in our, in our discord, like this game had great bones. Like it had a mm-hmm. really great, really great mechanics and good systems at play. The only thing I f- personally feel it lacked was like a story that really made sense or like felt good. Cause like the story mm-hmm. sucked. It was not, f- it was just <clears throat> dumb. The story felt like they came up with the name Anthem and then tried to be cute about using that as a proper noun in the world of like, it's the Anthem of creation and you hear the beats or what? I don't know. I can't remember any of the story of that game. Oh, the beats, they make me say fuck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I, but no, I I think, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do. It looks like these teams have been folded into other, um, Dragon Age and Mass Effect games that are currently in development at Bioware. Um, so it's not like they just basically fired everybody, which is good. Yeah. I I just like to see somebody else pick up where they left off. Like, even if it's another developer or whatever, like this game had a lot going for it and it, it still, it has a very consistent online community like the subreddit is very constant like those i mean those people they're posting every day like there are people always playing that game just like destiny and call of duty and apex and i don't know man that loot grind will really hook some people i guess but 
It's uh, the loot was pretty boring from what I remember. That was yeah, another. I mean, they they had since upgraded it. some of it, I think, and there like there were you know there's different armor sets and things you can get for the javelins and stuff, and you know yeah, that was the stuff that they were still putting out after you know they right. were like we're gonna rework the stuff. They were still putting out different sets of loot and doing and we we really never did stuff. like the actual end game anything. Like we just played through the story and that was it. Like we didn't do. Anything I didn't even play that. through the story. <laughs> I just remember, I like the end of the the end of the story, the main quest, like quest line story, whatever. Like you didn't even get to, like, you didn't get the killing blow on the boss. I remember that being a thing, mm-hmm. like, and it didn't make sense to me that they would take that gratification from you, as if it was almost as if like it just felt un like completely unfinished. Where like you don't get the killing blow. And then maybe something else will happen, but that's when the story ends. It's like you don't get the killing blow on the boss, the story's over, and then you gotta move on to like whatever the hell end game there was, which at the time I don't think there was any end game. It came out like weeks later, much like most other games as a service. So Yeah, I think that was part of it. And some of it was like the game literally ended with a trailer that was like, Look at all this story that we're gonna do that wasn't in this game. Yeah, made like, you here's, our we're never gonna do. here's our timeline yeah. that you'll never get to see. <laughs> So, like, I don't know. It just seemed like a very poorly calculated situation, which is a bummer. But it wouldn't have been so disappointing if people weren't hopeful for it, you know? Right. Like, it could have just come out and just faded away quickly, but it was basically like a... It was one of the bigger snafus since before Cyberpunk, basically, was was what oh, yeah. was, I, would, yep. I would say. I mean, and so, you know... Bummer that they're giving up on it because I think there could be something there, but you never know. They could come back around to it. It's not like Bioware has a whole lot to work on other than literally Mass Effect and Dragon Age. So, one of the other side things that came out about the whole situation was that I think this has made them able to. Something about the situation made EA execs uh, say that Dragon Age will not be a live service game. <laughs> It good. was going to be, but it won't be because of Anthem, which is maybe a good thing because nobody wanted a Dragon Age live service game. So, um, no, that's good. But bummer are we just kind of tired of live service games in general? Like, is that fad kind of reaching its end? I think it's certainly. Uh, I think the bubble has burst. I think we're kind of over that hump, and I don't really feel as though there's been that many Anthem killers that actually killed Anthem, or excuse me, Destiny killers that actually killed Destiny. Like, the Division 2's good, and Destiny is was good at some point, and what else is there, you know? Yeah. And they're, yeah. they're, they're actually going to be expanding on the Division more now. They had an announcement yeah. this week saying that they've got new content, like a whole new game mode coming and everything, so. Cool. And that's cool. Let's play again. Yeah, I got it installed on the PS5. I'm going to crank that out by myself. (laughs) You're going to do it by yourself. I think think Nick bought it. I don't know how much he's played That's why Nick, he got me the copy that I have. Somebody else that has a PC. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Anyway. um, Sorry, Anthem. Hopefully next time. Uh... We got a few game announcements. There's also a PlayStation State of Play that we could maybe run through real quick if I can find an article after this. But uh, Aliens Fireteam was announced. Polygon reporting it's an all-new co-op bug hunt for the Colonial Marines. Cold Iron Studios is probably the one a game on as this. a service, right? 
I don't know if it'll be a game as a service or what. I don't think so necessarily. I think it's probably just going to be like a like kind of a Left for Dead would be my guess. Maybe but with without the, the that'd be cool mm-hmm. without without like the multiplayer like PvP mode. Probably just PVE would be my guess is what yeah. this game is intended to be. I mean, a multiplayer pvp mode would be great they've done that in the past and it's it's kind of a blast to run around as an alien and kill marines that, yeah that's true i know like the alien vs predator games that came out in like the ps2 or uh 360-ish era were were some of some ones that that people actually enjoyed from that standpoint at least and maybe not in like the the narrative uh sense but like no i think it looks cool um i just feel as though the aliens (laughs) the aliens crowd has been burned by cool looking trailers before uh thinking of colonial marines which was another big debacle that happened um so you know when i listened to 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 Willie talk about it on horror movie yearbook it very much sounded like a like a cautious optimism for everything aliens going on right now because um Marvel, I think, is spinning up Aliens comics now that Disney owns Fox. And then there's also a, an FX TV series from Noah Hawley that's supposed to be coming out. So it's a lot of movement on the Aliens front. I um, mean, it has cool lore and it has great design. And I mean, that's one of the things I always liked about like Destiny 1 and doing like the moon missions was like I felt like all of those were so H.R. Geiger like influenced it was hard to like not just sit there and be like, why isn't there an alien game like this? Yeah. So, you know, it, yeah. Like th- that's the thing. And I think alien isolation was a game that did well with alien fans. Like it felt like it did right by the, that group of people. And I haven't played through it myself. I would like to play through alien isolation in VR. Maybe somebody should put that out for real on yeah. the system. But, um, you know, I think it looks cool, and I, I think I would check it out as long as it doesn't get totally shit on reviews-wise, um, but it is one that I would be waiting. But basically, it looks like the story's going to take place uh, after Alien 3, um, and there's, uh, let's see, there's going to be three, it's going to be groups of three people, and there are five different classes in the fire team, the gunner, demolisher, technician, doc, and recon. Um, so that's cool. I mean, it sounds, it sounds like a cool setup and I'm interested to see it'd be cool if they did like a beta or something like that before it comes out. So that they, they probably will. If they were smart, yeah. they'll have some kind of beta just to test the servers and everything. So it's supposed to come out on everything except for the switch, uh, this summer. So hopefully cool. it won't get delayed because they didn't announce it until now anyway. So yeah, uh, real quick. Let's see if we can see what the PlayStation State of Play, like a real quick list of things that got announced real quick. Um, There's a State of Play that was in February, and it's not listed on this official Sony website, so that's fun. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right, the complete recap from the PlayStation blog. Um... Crash Bandicoot 4 is coming to PS5. That's cool. Did you guys see the the trailer for Returnal? Yeah. I'm I'm still not quite sure how I feel about that game. Yeah. But it looks like it's going to have a pretty sweet story. Returnal's the game from Housemark, the guys that did Super Stardust HD and Resogun. Um, And it looks like a very, like, arcade shooter kind of game. And they're also kind of going roguelike with it. Because every time Hmm. you die, it regenerates the world in a different configuration. That looks cool. Yeah, so I think it looks cool. I like the mobility stuff. It really reminded me a lot of Anthem when I was watching them play it. Um, 
with like the it, dashing it, and the and the jetpack and stuff like that. It's kind of um, reminding me of Control a bit too. Yeah, yeah, I can see that as well. But no, I think uh, I'm excited for this one. I hope it's uh, I hope it's cool. I think it's coming out soon, if I can remember. I don't yeah, know. I don't. There's no nothing in that article. I don't see it in the article. Let's see. If I'll, the I'll look it up if you want to move on. Um. Yeah. Nothing. Just PlayStation. April thirtieth. Okay. Cool. Um. Sifu is a Kufun, uh, Kufun, Kung Fu experience coming in twenty twenty one. Uh, this one looks cool. I like the art for it. It's yeah. got a very like kind of uh, line work oriented, cell shaded kind of art to it. Um, and it just it reminds me of like the raid or um, Daredevil, like watching the Daredevil hallway fight scene. <laughs> so I'm curious to see what that one's like. Yeah, I, I liked the environment interaction there was in this like seeing the like you be being able to use the walls to like bounce guys off of and like yeah smashing their heads on tables and pushing them through banisters yeah like that just seemed really cool hopefully it actually does that um Mm -hmm. that's the sort of thing like if you think back to playstation 2 square enix's bouncer was supposed to have that sort of interaction Mm -hmm. with the environment and fighting systems and everything like that but we've all since learned that the bouncer fighting system is what they've evolved final fantasy into (laughs) yeah Eventually, it got so, there somehow. It, it only took them twenty years to perfect that for Final Fantasy VII remake. So, yeah. But I mean, if these games do actually come out this year, then maybe I'll have more of a reason to get a PlayStation. Yeah, that's true. Sifu is supposed to be twenty twenty one, according to that trailer. It looks cool. Knockout City looks like kind of a Splatoon like game that they're trying to make happen. Um, Splatoon it, meets dodgeball. Yes, which is kind of a cool idea, but, you know, it's, I don't know. I, don't I know. mean, the idea of being able to play something Splatoon-like that uh, allows me to actually talk with my friends that I'm playing with <laughs> on the same pl- console is pretty cool. Shots fired. Yeah, fair enough. Fair and enough. I have to use my cell phone app. <laughs> um, Solar Ash is the new game from Heart Machine, the people who made uh, Hyperlight Drifter, and I think this game takes place in the Hyperlight Drifter universe. I think it looks really cool, um, and I'm excited for it. Coming for both PS4 and PS5 this year. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's, nobody cares. Oddworld Soulstorm <laughs> is coming on April 6th to PS4 and PS5, and I believe it's going to be a PlayStation Plus game. So you get it for free. They're doing a lot of those now, um, which is very cool. So uh, this is this looked like a very cool side-scroller. Um that I am pretty excited for. So it should be pretty sweet. You didn't play any of the other Oddworld games? No, they never really like grabbed my attention much for some reason. This one, I think it's being... like, they're just, they're all like lemmings puzzlers. Like that you're... sounds great to me. I don't yeah, know. No, why it's I a really cool. Really... Concept. They're really funny too. That's awesome. But this one looks sweet. I think it'll be a good place to start. Oh yeah. It's kind of um, cool to free. see this franchise like making a comeback because I, I always liked the way the world looked and everything. I never really played the games though because I don't know. I don't remember why. Like they were never really available. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, Kena: Bridge of Spirits was one of those games that they announced at the original PlayStation Five announcement, uh, and they have some pre-order bonuses and things that they announced. Some special editions. The game looks very pretty, uh, and it seemed kind of Breath of the Wild influenced, at least. Um, so I'm curious about this one. It looks cool. I think it's also coming to PC and it's Epic Store exclusive as well. So interesting. Yep. 
Cool. Um, Deathloop got another trailer. That game should hopefully just come out soon instead mm, of yeah. continuing. <laughs> I'm to super show excited for that one. Yes, that's from the uh, from Arcane Studios, right? Yep. The people who brought you Dishonored. Um, and then Final Fantasy VII Remake is getting an intergrade additional chapter on June 10th, which is also when the PS5 version of the game will come out. Uh, right now on PS Plus, you can get Final Fantasy VII Remake for PS4. It is not upgradable to the PS5 version, sadly. Um, but there is going to be DLC that is exclusive to the PS5 version that allows you to play as Yuffie or Yuffie, however you prefer to say it. Uh, and it looks like Yaffy. there could be some some Zach in there, or no? Who was that? I don't know who that guy. I don't. Was. That's a new character of some sort. Like I don't recall yep. him being like when I think when he first popped in the screen. Like they don't show him completely. I thought it was going to be Sid because I, if I recall correctly, like Sid and and Yuffie were in like the same area. It's been so long since I played this game, man. Yeah, but this uh, and I think this white haired dude, from what I heard, I didn't verify, but he might be somebody from Dirge of Cerberus. Oh, PlayStation okay. 2 uh, game. <laughs> so, yeah. And aside from that, I think Square Enix also made an announcement that they're putting out a mobile game. They're putting out two other games. There's Final Fantasy Battle Royale, which everybody's been waiting for. We want to have that, of course. <laughs> and then um, they're doing a game called Ever Crisis, which is supposed to combine literally all of the other final fantasy 7 related games and stories into one big game and it will be like a chapter based game in the original final fantasy style engine so interesting i'm down for that uh other than that there were six vr games that were announced for playstation vr uh one of which was doom 3 vr is coming out officially for playstation vr later this month on the 29th i believe um, but there's a which few looks other... sweet. Like I need, I need to, I need to get that fucking camera adapter. Yeah, we got to do that. You should send me a picture of the back of your your breakout box so I can send the. Because I want to uh, play. Thing. I want to play that. I want to play that with the aim controller. That's going to be the best yes. VR experience next to Skyrim VR. There you go. Um, Fract is a run and cover shooter that will be available on PS5 and PS4. Um, and it's a, uh, it's by the, the group who brought you phantom covert ops, which was a kayak based shooter VR game. This one is a skiing and infiltrating. Is that just game. a way to, for them to keep it like a rail shooter? I, uh, maybe, I don't know. Like it looks, it looks like it might be more, more than that from this trailer, at least. Um, like I think the skiing is one section of it and then there's a shooter section of it. Uh, like you're traveling into this fracking plant that you're apparently taking down. So that's interesting. Song in the Smoke is another game from 17-Bit, who did games such as Galaxy and Skulls of the Shogun. Uh, this seemed like an interesting, maybe survival-based kind of game for PSVR. Um, very cool-looking art. Um, and I like the way that, like... I just like the way that the that the world moves around you. Some first person shootery type stuff using a bow and arrow, and you're like using you're banging rocks together to start fires and make uh, arrowheads and things like that. So that looks cool. After the fall is from the Arizona Sunshine guys, and instead of being in being a zombie game in the Arizona Sunshine, this one looks like it's in like a colder climate kind of situation. Um, so if you like zombie games, this one might be one that you like. 
I Expect You to Die 2, The Spy and the Liar, is a sequel to a puzzler that came out for PSVR when it first came out. Heard good things about it, never played it myself. Um, and then Zenith, The Last City, The Fracture. What a what a name on that one. Uh, <laughs> once again... It's a Japanese game, what do you expect? <laughs> it, it should have like eight <laughs> other subtitles beneath it, like... This is no, I don't, I'm not sure if this is a Japanese game or not, but it is an RPG based MMO that was kickstarted and it's a VR MMO. It's um, anime based. Okay. So anime well, based. There you go. It should still have 12 to 16 other subtitles beneath it, much like the Persona series and the, whatever those other ones are. The, the Kingdom Hearts 358 yeah. over two days intergrade whatever bullshit anyway. but this is yep. cool this looks cool as like an mmo like playing an mmo in vr might be sweet yeah it's an interesting idea I'm, like I'm, like second life or something <laughs> yeah exactly uh all right final news story uh bloomberg reported and we're looking at Eurogamer here switch pro reported features uh so there was some big news broke from bloomberg that there is a Switch Pro that could be coming with a larger 7-inch 720p resolution screen, but it is an OLED screen that will require less power to run. Um, so supposedly the Switch Pro will be a very similar size form factor, just a smaller bezel with a better looking screen. Uh, it's supposed to give you 4K visuals in TV mode, um, and then also a spec bump of some kind. Uh, other people have been reporting that there are supposed to be exclusive games to the Switch Pro, so games that will not come to the Switch that will only be on the Switch Pro, which is interesting. No real verification of any of this from Nintendo, of course. And there's been a lot of Switch like Pro rumors bouncing around. Move. Yeah, I don't really know exactly what they're going to do with it, because, um, as I said in our in our private Discord. Um, Nintendo doesn't have a good track record of using these mid-generation bumps like with the new Nintendo 3DS versus the 3DS. Uh, they mostly just released broken games on the old 3DS and games that worked well on the new 3DS simultaneously. Yeah. So we will have to see exactly if this pans out, what happens with this, when it could be coming later in the year, supposedly. Um, but we'll see. Switch Pro. I don't know. I mean, Brian, you're you may be in the market for a Switch. Would you want to wait for a Switch Pro if you knew yeah. it was coming? That's the exact time I would want to get one again. Yeah. As if they come out with a newer model. I would certainly be down to upgrade. I feel like I'm getting to the point where the battery in mine could maybe be starting to degrade because I don't like I take it off the TV every once in a while to play it while I'm like watching something on the TV, but I'm not traveling with it as much as I would if we weren't in like a pandemic right now. So we'll see. That reminds me. I did also check out Project Triangle Strategy demo. <laughs> How did that go? This is the this, this is, is the, the spiritual um, successor to Final Fantasy Tactics by Square Enix. Yes, the demo is the out Octopath, on Switch right now. In the Octopath Traveler universe, or at least using the same Something graphical along those system. Lines, yeah. Yes. Um it starts you like a couple chapters in, I think. And yeah, I don't like, like that. Six. Like I, mm. I get that they do that so that you have abilities and like you have access to more characters and things like that. Like I, I totally get that, but it makes me so disinterested in the story. Like, so I was skipping all the dialogue. Like you can fast yeah. forward through like dialogue sequences and things like that, which was kind of a nice touch, but the gameplay just feels like final fantasy tactics. It's pretty great. Like in terms of those sorts of strategy 
sorts of nice. RPGs. Um, cool. Instead of like MP, you had like tech points, and like certain spells cost certain tech points, or abilities cost tech points. Like um, you, each character gets the ability to replenish like two tech points anytime, and it doesn't take up like any action in your turn. Nice, um, which is a cool thing too. So uh, one of the things I really liked from it was if you. If you and another character, like if if you have two characters that are on either side of a enemy and one of them attacks the enemy, the other one will also counter it, like not counterattack, but like attack Join. as well. That's so, cool. So you end up doing like twice the amount of damage if your characters are positioned properly, which was really nice. Do they um, have to be facing the enemy? Do you I know? Don't, that like- I don't know. I hadn't tested that. Okay. Mine were always facing the enemy, anyways, unless okay. it was like uh, unless the enemy like flanked me or something. But yeah, um, the same thing applies to the enemies too, though. If you get trapped between two of them, they can do the same thing. So interesting. But yeah, it, I mean, I only played like the first battle because again, it like not having the intro of the story and knowing like what's going on, like I was just very not interested at all beyond that. But, but the mechanics yeah. feel so familiar and. Yeah, I, I definitely I may end up picking that up when it comes out for real. So nice. All right. Yeah. Cool. Hey, Kevin, I heard you're looking for a new video game podcast. I am looking for a new video game podcast. I'm looking for one with these specific parameters: frequent Dark Souls comparisons, whining about frame rate, and detailed analysis of how fast or slow your character is in the game. Do you have that for me? Oh boy. I have just the podcast for you. It's called Jump Crouch, and you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or any podcaster. You can also go to jumpcrouch.com to see more. That sounds like the plan for me. Let's talk about, you want to talk about Maquette first, or you want to talk about Outriders? Let's do some Outriders so Brian can talk. Okay. So I feel like oh, he hasn't what? talked What are we talking about? That game, you kept calling, what did you call it last night? The Outlanders. Outlanders, yeah. <laughs> The new game from Square Enix, Outlanders. Produced by Square uh, Enix, developed by... People shit. Can Fly. People Can Fly, yeah. Former like, They made Bulletstorm, I think. Oh, yeah, you're right. And maybe Storm. a Gears game? Judgment, I think? Gears Judgment, yeah. I think you're right about that. And they worked yep. on Fortnite, too? That I don't know. It but, popped up When I typed them into Google, it pops up as like one of their things, mm-hmm. but... Outriders is a third-person shooter game with character progression mechanics. You pick different up a different class at a certain point in the intro. There's four classes available that are varying degrees of effective at different ranges. And, uh, and obviously there's skill points that you can dump into different skills to spec your characters in different directions. That type of situation. Uh, very much getting the, giving the impression of a live game, a live service game, but they have come out and said that this is not a live service game. It will be content complete at the time of release with, but they are about 35 hours of gameplay roughly. Yes. And they said that they will be happy to continue making more if people like it. Um, but there's not necessarily going to be, uh, we don't know. They haven't really talked about a DLC model mostly just been a this is the game that we made please play this and then we'll talk about what could come next uh the demo's out now the game comes out on april 1st so in a couple weeks uh and your progress from the demo does carry into the final game if you choose to have it do so So, yeah yes brian what are your thoughts on outriders um i'm 
willing to give it a chance when it comes out, I think. But uh, so far, I just feel like I'm not super into it. Like, I don't really like the uh, characters that much. Especially, like, the character you actually play just seems like a douche. (laughs) Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, What what class did you pick? Sorry, I'm just wondering... (laughs) Um, the cat wrangler class. Yeah, I don't know what's going on out there. It's disturbing. Um, I picked the... I don't remember the name of the class. The one with the uh, ranged attacks. The sniper okay, that's rifle. A, the technomancer, maybe? Something yes. like that? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Effective at longer ranges. And, yeah. Uh, the classes recover health in different ways. So the Technomancer, if you do damage to characters at longer range, you recover health, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Um, he also, or she, depending on how you make your character, um, also has abilities that freeze targets mm-hmm. or to either slow them down or keep them in place. And that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see like what other abilities there are in the tree and stuff. It's just I'm not super into the world and the characters, like I said. So that, okay. but whatever, it might get more interesting. Yeah, it looked like each class maybe has like ten abilities to unlock, and you can equip up to three at one time. One of them on L1, one of them on R1, and then another on when you press both. Um, That's if you're playing on a controller system and not mouse and keyboard. On mouse and keyboard, it uses one, two, and three on your keypad above your QWERTY, Um, which I think works really well considering with the the Pyromancer, which is the class that I chose, you have to use your ability first and debuff an enemy with it and then kill it to regain life. So not just causing damage, you don't get life back from causing damage with the pyromancer. You actually have to kill the enemy to get the the, mm-hmm. the replenishing, which makes it a little more difficult, especially like in that even in that first sequence of fighting uh in in the first mission that you get or whatever. There's a a, a second wave of enemies that come through that are mostly melee. And those melee guys, like, rush you, and when you're really close quarters as a character that needs a little more distance, like, the Pyromancer can be, like, mid-range, um, and if you're using, it, it, when those when those melee guys are rushing you, it gets, like, really cluttered on screen and kind of chaotic, so it's hard to figure out what to do, so it helps to, like, have abilities. Like, one of them is a flame thing that, like, you basically make a bunch of flames come out of the ground. It makes the guys, like, start, you know, they, like, freak out, and they're rubbing themselves to, like, pat down the flames and you can kind of back up and then shoot at them. There's another ability that you get that it uh, like freezes the guy in time and kind of like pulls him out of cover. So if they're ducked behind something and you get him, he comes up and you can shoot at him and kill him. Hmm. Uh, Another one that I got turned the enemy into a grenade essentially. So like (laughs) he, like I basically like charged him up and then as he's like floating in the air, I can, as I'm killing him, it kills him faster, and then he explodes and causes damage to the enemies around him if he's in, like, an encampment with more enemies. Nice. Um, which one, is really cool. One, one what? thing about your about the Pyromancer, it's not necessarily that you need to kill them to recover the health. You just need to mark them with your skills, and then whenever they get killed, you recover health. So when your teammates kill people that you've marked, you should yeah. be recovering health Oh, uh, cool. Well. 
which is interesting. Yeah, I unfortunately uh, didn't get a chance to play with you guys, and I, I do feel like it would be more interesting to to synergize the different classes in a definitely. co-op. Um, overall, I think like the actual gameplay feels pretty good for sure. It's a very fluid game. It runs super well and uh, looks it's okay. Certainly, it's certainly more cover shooter based. It feels more like a Gears of War than it does, say, um, yeah. you know, I don't know. Which is funny to me shooter. because right off the bat, the game tells you, like, play aggressive. So, like, mm. if I have to play aggressive, like, why is one of the main mechanics a cover shooting mechanic? Like, I don't quite understand that. But that being said, if you're playing solo, it kind of helps. If you're playing with other people, there's no point in covering, to be honest with you. Like, unless you're, well, unless there's a ton of enemies and you're getting, getting shot at from a bunch of different directions, that's the only time I was really using cover when I was playing with Alex. When I was playing by myself, I was using cover constantly because it was the only way to shield myself. But I do think the cover mechanics could use a little bit of tweaking. Oh, excuse me. Holy crap. Uh, specifically... It didn't feel as fluid as like Gears of War or The Division in respect to moving around cover objects. So like if I were, you know, behind an object and an enemy flanked me from one side, I couldn't like easily move around the side by holding the right on the joystick yeah. to like to like swoop sweep around the other side. That was missing. I think that's mm-hmm. like a huge mechanic to not have available in a game like this because that that's the only way to play solo is to like move around cover like that. Um, yeah. Like they, they seem more focused on like having you move from cover to cover, but if you yes. can't, like if the, if the enemies are in front of you immediately, like moving to the next set of cover that's ahead of that is going to put them all behind your back anyway. Right. And so it doesn't really seem that helpful from that respect. Yeah. I mean, it um, had good dodge mechanics for like, you know, moving out of the way of, you know, if grenades are there, like, you know, double tapping, you know, your left and right or your back or forward to kind of leap forward out of the way is cool. Um, it could use some form of actual jumping because, again, when those melee guys were like on top of me, I could not. I was getting cornered. And, yeah. And like, I I don't know. Is there a melee attack? Like, I don't there even is. So there I must is, have missed yes. that in the tutorial somehow. I believe you, know, the, you the press... proverbial bloodborne gun. I missed that one. <laughs> so... It was on the steps. You didn't pick up your. Attack. <laughs> I didn't. No, I didn't I talk bl- to the doll. Uh, it didn't tell me how to like use the the thing. Always talk to the creepy doll. I yeah. believe you have to press F in order to use the melee on the keyboard. Uh, it is, I think, right stick in for, for okay. PlayStation. Um, but well, that's news to me too because I was like, man, there's only so much I can backpedal from these enemies before I feel like I need to punch them and i had no idea how yeah that that tool tip comes when you're running through the flames during the intro and like they kind of make it seem like yeah. everything's on fire and you need to keep moving but they're actually trying to teach you about the game so yeah they but don't I, do I hope there's more well. to it than just like tapping f and like you just you have some weird punch attack that has like a slight recharge to it between well, hits no, or whatever like i want to like, like this game i feel like as the pyromancer, if I'm using my melee, like maybe my fists light up and ignite, and I'm punching. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, absolutely. Because as the technomancer, which I was also playing as on PlayStation, and then I came back and played back, played a little more as the devastator on PC, which is one of the close-up ones. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but the technomancer, when you do the melee, 
it has just the normal like punch or whatever which does freeze guys but then also you do a different area of effect if you are running and you hit the melee like okay my, the the technomancer would crash down on the ground and spread a bunch of ice out and potentially freeze the guys as well so i think it does have some sort of play with your techniques i don't know if it's consistent across all of the character all the classes or not right but uh, we did talk. We talked about the Technomancer, which is the clo- the the far, the long range. The py- Pyromancer's mid range, and then there's two that are close range. One of which is the Trickster, which is supposed to like get in, get out kind of thing. Yeah, it's like an assassin style class. Yeah, or the Hunter in Destiny, maybe. Yeah. Um, and the Devastator's a tank, so the Devastator can kind of get in the shit and take a lot of hits and deal a lot of damage and stuff like that. So. I came back and played as the Devastator on PC, and playing the close range felt a lot better to me, which is weird because I'm usually a very long-range player. So I'm curious to try that first mission again, the one that you and I, John, were getting cornered by all those melee guys, because I feel like with a shotgun and this dude's powers, I'd be able to manage those guys a lot easier. Yeah. Um, and I do. I am curious to see how well these classes interplay with each other, if there's things like that. Because, like, one of the things that I was going to say about Anthem when we were talking about it, like, the system that they did not teach you much about in the game that I think was really cool was how some of the powers would interact with each other. And I feel like if this game Right, like, like something... chain, chain lightning kind of stuff where, like, yeah. if you're igniting enemies and, like, throwing a grenade at this enemy that's, like, already doused in oil kind of shit, like, that sort of synergy. Well, like, and then your, your other, your friend that you're playing with uses his, like, ice powers or whatever the fuck they were. Like, getting those two together to then do bonus damage on that character because they're affected by two different right. status things that's the kind of stuff that i want to see if this game has but it's kind of hard to know from you know just you and i playing it might have been maybe it would have been better with four people playing i it, it is four player co-op three, right? i think it's three player which well, what, three? that's okay. another thing that doesn't quite make sense to me is like if it's three player co-op and there's four classes like what the fuck like yeah yeah that's kind of weird except two of them are close range you know so like yeah, maybe yeah Maybe that maybe was the if maybe if you if you want to be the type of player that's in the shit you pick the devastator if you're more of the type of player that you know so at least you have somebody who's doing some close range you could have yeah. a whole team of pyromancers and like crowd control like crazy with them with like their skills but yeah mm-hmm. it's it's a very cool game like I feel like it feels really good it feels almost there like again the cover mechanics are the main thing I have issues with yeah beyond that like the guns feel pretty good from what I was using. Um, it, it's, it's a looter shooter. So you're going to have loot like crazy. That's apparently like the game, has, the game has only seen a massive increase uh, in player count, like over the past week since they released the, the, um, the demo, like it's been like steadily increasing. Steady so, yeah. um, people are digging it and the main thing they're digging is like the loot scheme is like good like it has a there good- was a yeah there was a lot of loot and i like the way they have some real nice quality of life things that john pointed out were probably from the division at least where like it feels like they've learned from some of the mistakes of the previous live service games even though this isn't a live service game but like the fact that you can either pick up equip or dismantle an object on mm-hmm. the ground is super cool like i think that makes it so much more manageable and usable the only downside Um, to that sort of thing and i felt this way with the division too is like when you're in the thick of a mission and you're you're given these like things to pick up like you're like 
I personally tend to just move along. Like I'll just pick it up and move along. Whereas like if you're the kind of player that wants to stop and take a second and like look at this thing that you just picked up and dismantle or whatever, you don't really have that when you're playing with other people, I think. It's Um, hard to know when you're going to pass a cinematic gate too and like will it lock you out of picking up that stuff or is there Mm -hmm. a place like in Destiny where you can go to the postmaster and pick it up after the fact? Like they could have something like that as well. So I mean maybe that's one of those things where like this game will have to have you and your crew of people playing it like communicate better like hey like hold up a second like I need to I want to peep this thing I just picked up blah 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 instead of like somebody racing along but you always have those people that you play with that don't want to stand there and wait they want to just do shit. I'm calling you out, Gladish, because that's how you played <laughs> when we were playing, like, fucking Ghost Recon and bullshit. He would just run off and John, do John stuff. Rambo Simulator, yeah. Yeah, no, start, but, start wasting civilians. Yeah, just running civilians over, like, it's no big well, deal. Well, and the interesting thing is, like, as John and I were playing together, number one, I was on PS5, he was on PC, so we were playing cross-play, and that was nice. I think it worked okay. You just get a code that you generate, you put it in, and it works. The only thing is they don't have chat. They don't have chat in game for crossplay. Ooh. So you need Discord right now. Who knows if that'll come and, in the final and release? That, yeah, I was going to say, like, that could be the sort of thing where they just didn't have it available now and it will be available later. Like, maybe they weren't expecting people to really, like, do the crossplay thing. Like, who knows? But it could that be coming. Whole, they might yeah, because nobody has it. Fix. There, wasn't even, there <laughs> wasn't even, like, a, like a text chat system implemented yeah, so you couldn't like I, like you were alex and i are trying to communicate with each other using emotes and like not using discord <laughs> at the time and then we and both then ended up popping in, into discord and yeah. making it work but it, it's definitely like you it's it's got to have some kind of communication thing like lined yeah. up i had my phone on my chest with one headphone off while i was playing to to hear john but uh the other thing i was gonna say what was i gonna say exactly we were playing together we played cross play I was building to a point that I can't remember. I'm very the story's excited. cool. You like the story. Story. The story seems kind of cool. I like the idea that they are kind of playing with of like colonizing another planet and shit clearly goes wrong, stuff like that. I think that I think it's prom- it's more intriguing to me than some of the like the travelers here and this is the light and check out these things here. No, I like I feel like I understand <laughs> what they're trying to do with this game. Like it it's feels like- less convoluted. Yes, yes. Um, it, it's it, definitely more accessible, for sure. It's more accessible. It seems silly in some places. Like, there's this gang called the Barkers. Or no, is the dude called the Barker? What's the, the name of the yeah, gang? The, the hounds are the gang, and the leader yeah, of the hounds' the leader's name called is the Barker. Barker. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Bob Barker. Um, but uh, the other thing I will say on PS5, at least, and on PC, the... Cutscenes are in 30 frames, and then the game is either in 60 on PS5 or unlocked on PC, which is weird and stupid. I don't understand. I know that that this is going to come off as me being a snob, but honestly, when it goes from 144 to like 30, (laughs) it makes me want to vomit. (laughs) Like, it's that jarring. It's super noticeable for me, even on PS5 on my tv like i i think you know without g-sync on it like i can see it as it changes and it feels weird i don't know that it'll bother other people as much because they might not be as spoiled as i am but um there's also a lot of weird voice desync issues lines getting repeated or cut off or playing too close to each other when two people are talking on it's like cyberpunk 
I think that was all gone on the PC. I didn't really hear or see much of it on the PC. Although I don't know that I was listening that closely when I was playing on PC. I might have had something else going on. But either way, the game seems intriguing. It wasn't necessarily one that I was planning on picking up, but now I feel like I kind of might. And I think the fact that they have a demo out, you can play all the characters progress will carry over i think it's a great idea and hopefully more people check it out for free yeah i mean it was something that i didn't care for when it first was announced but as i was watching videos of it like they did a great job market i think they partnered with ign to do like releases of the classes and gameplay Uh and everything and i think they did a really great job with their marketing because they were showing off all the cool parts of this game in in a way that was like really accessible and, and neat and just like a lot of fun because I just remember watching each of those videos and being like man like I really want to play this game and now I play the demo and like I kind of want to buy it like now I might pre- I might actually pre-order this shit who knows like with I, the like with the um God, I keep losing my train of thought. Brian, you were going to say something. What were you I was say? just going to say the uh, PAX panel is what first introduced me mm. to it, and they did a pretty good job getting me interested in the game there as well. I forgot and, it was even at PAX, and you went yeah. to that. Yeah, and um, I, the only thing that was going to make me not get this game was if it was going to be a live service game like Destiny or The Division, because I'm not really interested in adding another one of those games to my rotation. Yeah, Like I Destiny, agree. I'll probably go back to it at, like a bad relationship at some point again. <laughs> and uh, that Division 2, like I, I never really got sick of it. I just fell off of it to play other things. Um, but like I, you can only play so many of those games. There's just not enough time. So the fact that this is a self-contained experience makes me actually want to get it. Yes. That, that, that's the thing that I still like the stuff that I liked about destiny was like playing through the story with friends, unlocking all the stuff for my character and then just putting it away, you know? And I feel like with this game, like with that, I would be so much more, um, intrigued to like come back with dlc and stuff like that if they do it on a more periodic basis and it doesn't feel like something where i need to continue to engage with it in order to stay up to date with it at all times yeah i mean if i Um, if i blow through the 40 hours of gameplay that they're going to give me off the bat and it's really cool and fun and then like two months down the line they're like hey here's another 15 hours of gameplay give me 15 bucks and i'm like okay i'm down for that yeah like whatever it, it'll be i'm curious to see what their dlc if it is a dlc situation or they're just basically going to be like hey here's a few free updates or whatever now outriders 2 is coming in two years like if yeah. that was what they do and like your character ports over or something like that i don't know i'm not looking the for thing- strikes i'm not looking for nightfalls i'm not looking <laughs> for raids none of that shit no that stuff's fine if that's different pieces of content that serve different functions that's fine and we can go through it and play it once or whatever get the rewards for it and it's good but i don't necessarily want to be like oh i gotta grind out to get more spin metal for my bullshit like i don't holy crap my whole clan is like power level five thousand, and i'm only like two thousand because i don't have time to play every fucking day exactly like i think i think and that's the other thing that I wanted to understand, and we couldn't really because we're too similar of level, is, like, how much does it scale based on who's what? Like, that's some of the stuff that I think Destiny started to do better in the second game. Um, I'm curious how some of that works. But I'm my, my, like, biggest curiosity for this game is, like, interplay between the classes and also really how different you can make them feel, given that there's 
10 abilities and you pick three at a time and then there's modifiers on those abilities i assume in the skills uh the skill you tree, can, there's mods for the guns really too oh cool. no that, and that's that's cool too um so yeah no i i think it's cool and yeah i'm pumped know. about it i hope everybody gives it a chance try it it's literally the demo's free on like every platform right now so be sure to check it out um, is it coming to ps4 and xbox one I, I think it yeah, is. It's on, yeah, it's listed on the Amazon. That's cool. So, yeah, that's cool that everybody would be able to partake in it right now, not just those lucky few with PlayStation 5s. And yeah, Xbox I would definitely Series check this out. Um, there was one last thing I wanted to say, but I can't remember what now. It doesn't matter, though. But yeah, it's cool. Check it out. Outriders. Alex, right. let's talk about Maquette. Yes, Maquette is a game. Um, it is... Uh, it's an Annapurna published game. Uh, I talked about it a while back because I played it at PAX 2020. Um, and it is published by Graceful Decay. Um, I'm not, I can't remember exactly what else they've done, if there's anything too big, but it is what you call a recursive puzzler. Um, and I don't necessarily want to spoil too much about it. I can't remember what I've said about it in the past, but this game is free on PlayStation Plus for PlayStation 5 owners right now. I believe it's $20 on other platforms, PC and PS4. And, um, yeah, so it's a puzzle game. And you know what? I think we need to give away a little bit of the conceit of it just to well, be able to just talk if about you it. are familiar with the definition of the term maquette, which is a French word for a scale model, sometimes referred to by the Italian names plastico or modello, it's a scale model or rough draft of an unfinished sculpture, which yeah. fits completely into the scope of what this game is. Like essentially the way that this game kind of the, the main conceit of this game and the different stages that you're going to play through is that there is a maquette in the center of the level and you can take objects and bring them in and out of that maquette in order to change their scale. So if you have something that's like the size of like a small rock in what you consider the normal scale, you take it into the maquette and place it into the world, then it becomes like a boulder, essentially that kind of thing. Or you can take something out of the maquette that's like a smaller version of it and take it somewhere else into the larger world, that kind of thing. That's kind of what they're playing with in terms of the mechanic here. There's lots of different puzzles that are centered around that. But the story kind of follows this man who finds a sketchbook that he and his ex used to draw in and, you know, color and do whatever with. And it's him kind of navigating through that the his memory of that relationship um yeah like recount, yeah. recounting the layers of the relationship like through puzzles and just yeah it's like what a it's such a charming fun little puzzle game to play and i described it to megan and she was like i want to watch you play it so she came upstairs she was I, watching me play it for a few hours like I was going to say to you, I feel like this is a game that Megan would probably like watching. I, I told her, I was like, you need to that. play it. Like, I don't want you to just watch. Like, you should play this game. I feel like you'd be into it. She's like, no, I'll mm-hmm. just watch you play it. But it like the music is sweet. It's got great. Like, I don't even know if they're like actual bands and things like some of them are, I think. But I think so. It's got a good soundtrack. The the regular not soundtracking music is good, too. Uh, the voice acting for the two characters is really good. 
The hearing. voice actors are Bryce Dallas Howard and her husband Seth Gable. So, oh, really? Hollywood stars, yeah, that are, that do the voice acting for the couple in the game, which is really cool. That's awesome. Hmm. It's uh, yeah, it's just a fun little puzzler. I I never really played anything like this specifically. Like I'm, I don't. Again, like I don't. I didn't play The Witness. I don't know if this is like The Witness at all, or if there's anything comparable to it. Nothing like, is like The Witness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's. I would say in terms of like graphical representation, it's very similar to The Witness. But yeah, the, the, the aesthetic the is Witness, The Witness, yes. but the gameplay is not very different. Yeah, okay, but both very good, obviously. Um, I, yeah, I would like to get this game at some point. It, I'm not itching for a puzzle kind of game right now so maybe i'll just wait until it's like well i'm on mad sale or we had something. to start yeah. podcasting because i was like literally sucked into it like i was like having <laughs> a hard time putting it down and uh there yeah like it, it, also i am so dumb like <laughs> i'm not smart enough to play this like i i guess maybe not smart enough necessarily but i don't think outside of the box That's, very much i had trouble with it as well like it's the the style of game and the way that those puzzles operate there are moments where they're asking you to make a bit of a leap of logic and it does not hold your hand at all so there were some times where i was like beating my head against the wall for like probably a good 20 to 30 minutes to figure out what the next link in this puzzle was yeah like not to give away like this is a small example like this doesn't give away much i don't think but um there's a puzzle where you have to cross a specific bridge area, but there's a huge gap in the bridge and you're sitting there looking like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, I don't know how to cross this gap. I, I, you know, I'm taking the giant cube thing that they give me and placing that in the maquette to see if that gives me enough. Like, can I jump jump the distance or no? And like, you can't jump that distance. And so then like you realize like, Oh, I opened the door with this key maybe this key does something. So you pull the key out and you're like, Oh, what the fuck do I do with the key? Like there's no other door for me to open with this key. And then I realize, like, Oh, this key is a big ass key. If I take it over to the maquette, maybe I can lay it across the bridge and create mm-hmm. a bridge, which is what yeah. I did. And like, just things like that. Like you don't think like that or like areas where you've got to drop objects over the wall to appear outside of to the make maquette. them accessible somewhere else yeah and, yeah and you're just like it, it's so it's it's on a level of cerebral that like i'm just so dumb when i like <laughs> i'm sitting here and i'm like God, i can't be this stupid that i can't figure out this game but i am that stupid like i did <laughs> have to i looked up a couple of the puzzles online because i was so i was like i just want to get through this as fast as i can and like i should know this like the second stage where you've got the gems that open the different doors. Mm-hmm. That one, man, like I had it all the way up until the end. And then I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to squeeze the pink gem through the <laughs> grate to get to the pink crystal? And yeah. the way that you actually have to do that never fucking crossed my mind. And that's that's just like like a reference frame thing as well. But like there was even a point in that chain where like you're trying to get the crystals out of the last, like the purple house or whatever. Yeah. And I... I'm not even certain that I solved it the way that you're supposed to solve it. <laughs> like, I think I, I kind of, I might've bugged it out at one point where I like picked up one of the crystals while I was outside of the house and moved it through a gate to be able to get to it in a specific place. It was really weird. I don't know that I solved it the correct way or not, but like 
the thing is, I think there's also like times where, and I think, you know, looking up solutions and things like that, I think this game is one where it's like, you should try and figure it out. And if you can't, and you want to move on, you can, some of the PlayStation five help stuff. Like if you pull up the trophies, it will show you how to do some of the stuff as well. If you want that. Um, but also I think naturally discovering the, the solution, like it, this is like on the level of portal where it, where it makes me feel like a genius, even though I'm doing a thing that they programmed me to figure out somehow. You know? I see. I just feel dumb. I feel so dumb. <laughs> this, this game would be fantastic in VR though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I was thinking like using, well. using the, the, the move controllers to like manipulate the things and like pick them up and move them further out and expand. Like them that's or, the other thing. Yeah. One of the other mm-hmm. things that's really cool about it, I think is like the sense of scale that's played with throughout the game. So like picking up the, um, when you pick up like the, the pink gem at one point, and if you're holding it really close to you, you can squeeze it through this one doorway. But if you're not holding it really close to you, like if you drop it or if if you if you're holding it out from you it's too big to go through the doorway itself mm-hmm. so like you have to manipulate scale to your advantage from time to time and that's yeah. really that's really cool to me like i really yeah. like that um and just the like as you move further out of the maquette and the, the world yeah. the world yeah. gets bigger and it takes, it takes you longer so much to walk time. from a to b and as you approach certain stairs, sets of stairs, like you can't climb them because they're too tall. They're too tall. So you've got to find ways to manipulate the world around you to climb the stairs. Little things like that. Like what a what an when interesting was, puzzle game. Yeah. When I was playing it at PAX, I remember picking objects up and like trying to be oriented in a way so that I could see when I drop them, I can see them drop into view in the distance in the much larger scale. Yeah. And that to me just felt extremely mind blowing as well. So like, I think I, I just, it's, it's incredible. I think it's a game that everybody should check out. I'm, it blows my mind that it's free on PlayStation plus. Like yeah. I, I would have paid the $20 for this one when it came out. So, um, I wouldn't personally because I don't buy puzzle games, but because yeah, it's fair. free, I'm definitely playing it. And like, it is enjoyable enough to where I probably would pay for it now. Yeah. So, so. it's 10% off on steam right now. It's 18. There you nice. go. This totally is, worth it's also 18 bucks. If you like puzzle you... games, totally worth 18 bucks. If you're not into that kind of shit, don't worry about it. But it's, I also feel as though I will pick up like a vinyl version of the soundtrack if it comes out or something yep. like that. Yeah, and it, support the soundtrack's that great. It's got yeah. some really good music on it. So, yeah, uh, yeah, maquette, very cool. Check it out. Is that it? Are we done? I think that's it. All right. Well, that being said. If you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at npn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K., Tom Z., Chris K., and Alan K. for their contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quests. You also get early access to the horror movie yearbook Tiny Terrors. So be sure to consider that, at least joining that Patreon, and then you get early access to those uh, bonus episodes and if you don't that's cool too the bonus episodes come out on our off weeks so you can check them out like if you're not going to see it this week you'll see it next week kind of thing uh, so yeah consider that and as always we do appreciate your feedback which you can send to midwestgamers at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher uh, we are twitch affiliates join us on twitch as well we stream every episode live while we record it 
So you can chat real time with us on our Twitch while we're doing it. And yeah, Alex, what's next? What's what's going to be the next episode? I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. There's not a whole lot going on in the next couple of weeks. I do know that the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X um, update for the Avengers is coming. And I did pick it up from Gamefly for like $17 a while back. So I will probably finally start playing it um, and maybe have some thoughts on that for next time. But. Uh, we'll have to see if anything else catches your guys' eye, or maybe we can get Brian in on some uh, co-op Outriders if we want to try and get a little bit more out of that demo, see a little bit yeah, more of what it cool. has to It'd offer. be cool to get like so, three yeah. people playing it. I'd sure. like to try yeah. it. See how it feels. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, no, thanks everybody for joining us on the Twitch, and uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.